We've been through months of a pandemic. We had gone through a stretch of weeks where it felt like the news was getting worse. The numbers were climbing again. But in recent days, we've started to get better news. A partial reopening coming up on Friday, the bridge phase. Four weeks after that, Illinois scheduled to go to phase five, full reopening. And an expansion of vaccinations to even younger people to happen imminently. To get an update on all of that, we are joined now live with Gail O'Neill, the Sangamon County Public Health Director, who has uh, been more than generous with her time these past 14 months to keep us all updated on everything related to the pandemic. Gail, always a pleasure, but thank you for taking the time. Thanks, Jim. I appreciate your help getting the news out. Well, let's start with vaccinations of 12 to 15-year-olds. Preliminary approval a few days ago by the FDA. There were a couple of more steps that had to be met, but we're about to get this underway, correct? I just got the email one minute ago while I was waiting for you. We've been waiting all day to hear if IDPH was ready, Um, and they've given us the go-ahead to to begin. The Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices voted today to recommend its use. And uh, so now we can um, start vaccinating the 12 and older, which is great news. And that starts tomorrow, I guess, in some locations. Memorial Medical Center just sent out a uh, press release indicating they would start offering it to 12 to 15-year-olds tomorrow. We will as well. Okay. Now, uh, this is only Pfizer, correct? Pfizer is the only one that is approved for uh, anybody under the age of 18. That is correct. All right. Uh, is is Does the county have Pfizer doses? I know that when I got vaccinated through the county, mine was Moderna, but are you able to provide Pfizer doses for those younger uh, potential recipients? Yes, we have We have plenty of vaccine. We have been using that at the National Guard site out at the fairgrounds, and uh, so we'll continue to do it out there. It's a, a huge area, and um, I think you've seen it. It's a really uh, a smooth operation, and we can certainly – Take in as many 12-year-olds and older as, as the people will bring us. Now, uh, anybody uh, under the age of 18 has to have a, a parent's permission to get the vaccine. Is that correct? That is correct, yes. Okay. So uh, this will start again tomorrow, and uh, you're continuing to do walk-ins out of the fairground site, correct? We are, and we will be, um, you know, appointments are helpful, too. That way we have an idea of, of who's coming, and it probably helps people that, that want to schedule an appointment. Some people like to do that better. Um, and it gives us a good idea of how many to expect. So we will do the appointment system. I just sent the um, gentleman here that gets the website ready to go. It's all ready. We're just kind of ready to waiting to hear the good news. So we will open up that says if you're 12 or older, you can have an appointment. And um, we are adding in lots of appointments, but they can also walk in. Gail, I I don't need the answer to this, but I know there are people listening who do, who uh, have heard all the back and forth from various sources about the safety of the the COVID-19 vaccine overall, the issues that uh, popped up in a very small number of cases with the Johnson & Johnson. And now you're talking about children 12 to 15 years old. What can you tell people to reassure them about the safety of this vaccine for younger people? Well, they've gone very slowly. I mean, they started with, you know, the most high-risk people, the elderly, and have worked on this. Uh, they didn't begin testing on, on the younger people until they were sure that the uh, they hadn't seen any massive side effects. Um, I believe that they've, you know, especially with the little hiccup there with Johnson & Johnson and the concern, they would have been extra careful before they uh, go to the younger people. 
So I, I think it's as safe as it can be. And um, we, you know, don't, you know, I would not hesitate to have my grandkids vaccinated with this. And, um, you know, it, it, it's much better than getting the illness and helping us as a community control the, the spread and try to get us back to normal. So, again, effective Thursday, May 13th, this will be available through the uh, National Guard side of the Ore Building of the Illinois State Fairgrounds. And, Gail, you mentioned that walk-ins are being accepted. Should people still get uh, an appointment? Uh, is it easier to get in and out quickly if you do so? Or is there really very little wait whether you make an appointment or just show up? Currently, there's very little wait. Um, you know, the you know, an appointment helps a little bit. Um, we just don't know what to expect. We we don't know if we're going to have a thousand kids out there tomorrow. We'd love that, um, but we don't know if it's just going to be people are busy with the end of the school year and that's something they may want to take care of this summer. We really don't know what to expect. There have been a few schools that have already scheduled clinics to be held at their schools. Um, Williamsville and Rochester and uh, Petersburg Porta have already scheduled in in anticipation of this happening. So those will be happening next week or the week after. So we're well, willing to go to the schools, but we also will help um, vaccinate with the National Guard. We hit an important milestone yesterday in Sangamon County, now with more than 40% of the county population fully vaccinated. And as of yesterday, that was the second best showing in the state. But we also know the pace of vaccinations has slowed considerably. It was up near 2,000 doses a day in mid-March, and now we're under 900 doses a day. Uh, And while that may pick up as we add 12 to 15-year-olds to the mix, what else can be done, is being done, to try to get people off the fence and, and get vaccinated? Well, we're hoping uh, if the parents are bringing um, children, some of the people in this age group are some of those who haven't been vaccinated. So maybe if they come along with their 12 or 13-year-old, they may vaccinate as well, realizing that if you do, then you don't have to quarantine and go through what a lot of people have done this year with um, having to be quarantined quite often. Um, we, uh, you know, we want people to feel good about doing it. I wouldn't want to force anybody to do that. So I'd recommend that if people have questions or concerns, they talk to their, their doctor, their um, health care provider, you know, other people, somebody that they trust, um, do some reading, the CDC, and, you know, um, or call and ask questions because we'd be glad to answer them. Gail, are we making any more progress in uh, getting the vaccine to minority communities where I know there have been concern about some historic uh, mistrust of the medical profession? As I'm looking at the state data, it still appears that the percentage of of vaccinations going to uh, uh, the black community, uh, to the Latinx community, uh, still is below their proportions of the the overall county population. Uh, Are we making any progress in that regard? regard? Um, we believe we are. We have, um, throughout the community, have, you know, targeted messages to to the um, minority populations. They'll be altered now a little bit, and we're going to try to focus even on the younger um, populations and in the uh, minority communities. We There are events um, in the neighborhoods and, and in the traditional places where we have, um, for example, Juneteenth, we'll, we'll have a presence there. There's a uh, Stop the Violence. There's um, a clinic at the NAACP. We're trying to get, as a community, to the people who want it. We've been to some of the uh, minority community churches, and, you know, we're willing to go wherever somebody may be wanting to be vaccinated. 
Uh, and one more question on on vaccinations. As we mentioned, uh, the brief pause with Johnson and Johnson last month, it's now being offered again. And I know as you're going out and doing some of these uh, mobile vaccination clinics, it is an option there. Are, are people still using the single dose Johnson and Johnson shot? Are they steering clear of it and and favoring the two dose Pfizer or Moderna? How are people reacting to it? Yeah, we're seeing. You know, everybody wanted the Johnson and Johnson. Now we're seeing it's only about a third of the people um, that want that. If they have a choice, they're going with the uh, Pfizer, which was a little more difficult to take out, um, you know, and, and keep the temperatures um, correct. And but we've kind of mastered that, and uh, so that the I don't know how the popularity of Johnson and Johnson if it'll increase, but you know, either way, we we it's convenient. It's a nice one shot. Um, vaccination, but we're offering both at any of the places that we go out. The other big issue that uh, you and public health professionals around the state are gearing up for uh, is Friday when we move into what's being called the bridge phase of reopening, four weeks away from phase five and a full reopening of the state. What do people need to know about what happens on Friday compared to the rules that are in effect on Thursday? Uh, And are we really prepared to do this wider reopening and do it safely? Well, it's, it's pretty much where there's been 50% occupancy or so. It's increasing to 60%, so it's not a huge jump. Um, some places outdoors, there's a larger, you know, allocation or number of people that can be gathered together. Um, people just kind of need to remember that we're not done. We still are working, and um, vaccination is a, is a key. They've, uh, CDC has, you know, said, you know, if you're vaccinated, and uh, if you're fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask outside. You can do more things with people that are also unvaccinated without masks. But we need to remember it when we're in large groups, the groups might be larger now. So we do need to remember to wear masks if there's people that might be immune compromised. We want people to do that. We want them to watch your distance and to continue to wash hands. That's all been working really well to keep everybody from getting sick with lots of other things this year. No question about that. Uh, four weeks from Friday, Phase five, full reopening. Are we back to 100% capacity then? Are we back to normal at that point on June 11th? We're back to full capacity. Uh, Normal is still thinking about vaccination um, and wearing masks when, you know, when necessary. And, uh, you know, just keeping distances and not be as as close as we were, but we're a lot closer to normal than we were in the past. What, what, Can you tell people as far as, you know, we've seen the reports of the what they're calling the breakthrough cases, and there have been, you know, several dozen uh, statewide, actually a couple of hundred, I guess, statewide uh, cases of people who have um, contracted COVID-19 after being fully vaccinated. And they'd had a period of time where they had not, you know, tested positive for it. But after they were vaccinated, they did test positive. So it's not 100 percent guarantee what do people need to know as far as uh, even if you're fully vaccinated, the possibility of contracting and or spreading COVID-19? Right. That's, you know, that's the part that, you know, vaccinations aren't 100 percent. No vaccination is. We're in the 90s. And we think that's that's pretty, pretty good. But there are some people who, you know, still get COVID and it's still spread the same way. So that's why when we're talking about crowds and people you don't know, um, the mask is still a good option and just to be careful and know there's still a little bit of a risk out there for everyone. I don't think anybody would want to knowingly carry it to someone um, who might be immune compromised and not vaccinated for whatever reason. So uh, that's, there's just a no 100% guarantee on the vaccine. It's doing very well. 
And the more of us that get vaccinated in our community, and if we get to 60 and 70 percent, the less chance that the virus can kind of live all among us and, uh, you know, expose a lot of people. So it's kind of the herd immunity, the let's get together as a community and uh, fight this, this virus together as best we can through through vaccination. We're, we're really seeing things start to gear up uh, to try to bring us back to some semblance of where we were before the pandemic. The county fair starts in just a little more than a month. We've had several pretty good-sized concert announcements for the BOS Center or UIS in the last couple of days. Are people going to need to wear masks for all of that, whether this summer or even heading into October and November? Do you still need to keep the masks handy? I think you want to keep them handy. Um, the... Um it kind of depends on indoors versus outdoors. Outdoor concerts are probably be a lot safer. Um, just for the general public, we know that not everybody's vaccinated. And, um, you know, kind of why risk it? But basically we're seeing people as, as you're moving around in the groups and until you get to your seat, good idea to have your mask on. Once you're settled and with your grouping, uh, mask, especially if you've been vaccinated, is, is not as necessary. So we just kind of have to go a little slowly until we see um, what we found out. You know, this is a, still a new virus, a new situation for us, so we're learning as we go. And um, fortunately, we're starting to get a little bit of uh, um, leeway with our lives. As we are still at more than half the county not yet fully vaccinated, what are you seeing in terms of the variants? One of the big concerns, obviously, has been until uh, we have uh, a level of fully vaccinated people that gets us close to that uh, concept of herd immunity, that the variants uh, still put people at risk. And we don't exactly know yet if some of these different mutations may not uh, be uh, as well guarded against from the vaccinations. Are we seeing the variants confirmed in the community? How big a threat is that in the weeks to come? Um, we have seen some of the variants in our community. One of the things that's difficult is that we kind of we don't know who has them, but we knew, know from random testing um, that there are. We have uh, been identified four of the variants here in our in our area in Sangamon County. Um, you know, they all have their numbers and, and places where they believe they have existed, but we believe that there's four different ones that are here. We don't want any more, and we don't want the numbers to grow. So that's um, another reason to continue to be careful. Gail, once again, uh, if people would like to make an appointment for a vaccination for themselves or for the 12 to 15-year-old in their life, or if they just want to walk in, where can they go to either make the appointment or at least get the information about where they can receive the shot? Okay, we've got several choices. You can go to our website, which is www.scdph.org. Uh, there's a hotline number. Um, we'll give you the one for the fairgrounds. So that's where the Pfizer is, which is 217-210-8801. And they can go to the Ore Building out at the fairgrounds at um, you know starting at 9 in the morning. And we will take care of them. Sangamon County Public Health Director Gail O'Neill, we always appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jim.